Arden, thank you very much for joining us on AU Manufacturing Conversations. Thank you for having me here. A pleasure. How did you get here and what do you make? I started with MGA Thermal in 2019, which is the year that we founded. MGA Thermal makes renewable energy storage blocks. They're called MGA, and MGA stands for Miscibility Gap Alloy. Miscibility Gap essentially means two materials that will never mix, like oil and water. No matter how much you shake them up, the two materials will never combine. So we fundamentally make uh, graphite blocks with particles of a metal alloy between them dispersed throughout. We describe it as a chop chip muffin, and that's so that you get the analogy that the graphite remains solid and keeps the metal in place while the metal alloy melts, and that's what stores the latent heat energy as it melts. And like, like a, a muffin, I think the, the analogy goes, or as I've, I've heard it recalled elsewhere, it, you put it in a, a microwave, it comes out and, and the, the chocolate chips are very, very hot. That's more or less the case, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we store thermal energy and it's, it's the molten aluminium that makes it special. So what's unique about our material is we have the benefit of, say, graphite storage and that it remains solid and simplified simplifies the balance of plant on that side, but we also have the benefit of molten material. And that means that we're producing heat at a constant temperature and it simplifies what we can collect on the other side. So we've got one temperature of heat to collect and that simplifies the rest of the balance of plant on that side. We'll come to, to how, how the muffin is, is baked and uh, removed from a microwave and other uh, abstractions and metaphors of what you do in a little bit, but I'd like to hear something, please, of the history of the technology because I understand that the work goes back quite a ways. So could you please tell me about the development of that and a little bit more detail on how it works, please? We were founded in 2019 and our founders were Professor Eric Kesey, who's now our CEO, and Alex Post, who's our CTO. Eric Kesey was one of the inventors of the MGA material and that was almost a decade of research at the University of Newcastle. We have quite a few PhDs on the team who also studied with Eric on the MGA team in the early days. So really we were born out of that deep tech research and it's been a great journey to move into, into a startup. Eric always talks about how they were looking at the problem and how to produce reliable renewable energy and then realized that that wasn't the problem. The problem is how to store it. And one of the fundamental things they were trying to solve in the early days was improving concentrated solar. And that's really why we, we turned to heat. So there's so many options in storing energy as heat. And one of the key transitions in decarbonization is how to reduce the cost of heat and the, make it more renewable. Let's go into some sort of applications. Could you tell me please about the sweet spot for, for your solution? So there, there's a few use cases for our TES system, thermal energy storage. You've got solar. In the middle of the day, solar is producing a lot of energy, but there's nowhere to store it. And we're looking at storing the sweet spot for our energy storage is three to 16 hours. And that's really looking at closing the gap in what's possible for renewable energy and making sure that we can use renewable energy when there's peak demand, which is when the sun isn't shining. We've got other applications such as converting thermal power stations into renewable energy storage facilities. And we're also looking at industrial heat, which is producing heat for those large industries who require a lot of green heat in this decarbonisation journey. Let's please learn something about how, how a muffin is baked. What are the ingredients? You mentioned graphite and aluminium before, but if you could tell me please a little bit about how those come together, how they're 
processed into a brick and what, what that looks like, please. Yeah, you're right. We use graphite and uh, an aluminium alloy, and that alloy depends on the on metal alloy. That alloy depends on the temperature of which the MGA we're, we're aiming for. So our core product, the first one to market, is at 660 degrees. We can use recycled materials as well, and we're looking at recycling the blocks at end of life, and that lifetime is aimed for 30 years, so that will be in line with the power generation infrastructure. In terms of the, the muffin analogy, we'll extend it a bit further. It's really, just imagine baking a cake. So you've got the core ingredients for us, the graphite and the, the metal alloy. You put that in there with some special things and mix it all up, press it into shape and bake it. And that's really the core of it. A lot of the know-how has to do with particle sizes, distribution. There's There's a lot of special special knowledge within mm. that mix there. If it wasn't special, everyone would be doing it and you wouldn't have a reason to. Absolutely. I know you can't go into extreme detail about the special things, as you mentioned, and how they're combined and baked, but could you tell me, roughly speaking, is everything kind of hard to copy? And I know you've got patents and I imagine you have other measures in place to protect your IP. Can you just say something about why it's hard to do what you're doing? We do, we have patents on both the block itself with a patent pending on the order TES design. We've got six PhDs in-house, so you can imagine all of the knowledge that goes into perfecting this material. One of the, the beauties of the R&D we have in-house is that we are always improving. And look, if someone does copy it, we've got the next, we're a step ahead. Mm. We've got the improvement, we've got the next version of the next temperature range as well. And yeah, like I said, different particle sizes, distribution, the amount of aluminium alloy and how you achieve each block is all very special. What does your, your business model look like as it stands? I gather that you're not just you know making bricks and dumping them on a lawn somewhere tell me about how you get what you make to the customer and how you make it useful for them fundamentally we're designed for this solution so storing energy a lot of other energy storage solutions particularly thermal are just reusing a material that is already existing like sand or salt or graphite we've made this material to be key for what we're trying to solve like I said before, we've got the benefits of both the molten alloy and the graphite, and that's remaining solid while releasing a constant temperature. We do work with our customers to produce that broader TES design for what they require of the thermal energy storage. Mm -hmm. We plan to build Australian-based export business with locations across America's Europe and Asia. We are exporting from Australia, working with our customers to produce that TES design, which fits their particular needs. And so you mentioned six PhDs on your team. I, I read that five of those had, had been students of Eric Kissy. It's pretty interesting and it speaks to, I guess, a, a decent history of expertise built up in your part of the world around some fairly specialized things. Tell me more, please, about the team and some of the skills present. They're not all as scientists and engineers, of course, because what business can run like that. Uh, but tell me about your team, please. Yeah, absolutely. We are founded in deep tech because it's, it's the core to our business. A few of those PhDs, we might have one more than when you read because we've had some graduates since 
some of those medias were published. Okay. Since that time and since we founded, we've now grown to 25 employees plus contractors on site, which sometimes that can be up to 36. We're planning to grow the team to over 50 by the end of next year. We've expanded our leadership team and that includes operations, commercial finance, and we've got a depth of experience in each of those areas. And as you can imagine, as we're growing our team over the next year, we're going to be considerably putting some more skills into that space so that our commercial side and our business can grow in line with the technology. One of the things you're doing is a joint venture with E2S Power AG, a retrofitting retired power plants. And I was wondering if perhaps, and perhaps you can't say so much about it, but if you're able to, could you tell us what's happening there and and progress so far? Yeah, so first of all, I'd like to say it's not necessarily retired power plants. Because we're shifting in this decarbonisation journey around the world, a lot of uh, asset owners are looking looking to their active coal and gas plants to convert when all of the infrastructure is still of working order. So owners who are, they're preferencing the newer plants in that way. We've got four sites in Australia and we're working with asset owners. That covers both coal and gas thermal power stations. Mm-hmm. So really the focus, Europe has been fantastic and initially Germany has been uh, ahead of the Australian curve of repurposing those utilities and now as MGA Thermal we're getting significant traction in Australia and looking at converting those thermal power stations. Right, you mentioned four sites in Australia, can you say how many overseas that you're um, working with? Uh, Not at the moment. No? Oh that's okay. This month, there was uh, support from Arena announced for the pilot unit at your site. Tell me about the pilot unit, what it'll do, what info it'll be collecting, how that'll be useful to you and your customers, and anything else worth sharing and that you're able to share about the project. Yeah, so the project, the pilot will be based here on our headquarters in in Tomago. That's near Newcastle, New South Wales. It'll be five megawatt hours, and that's 10 hours of high-quality process steam production where the benefit of it is that we'll be proving the availability of our technology to provide heat and the high quality steam. This industry is really a show me, don't tell me. And we're really looking forward to having this pilot completed and being able to show, demonstrate the technology working and the high quality steam and really progress things with some customers. When is it likely to be completed? Around the end of 2022, yeah. So in the scheme of things, that's quite a a short timeline. Mm. And when they're looking at similar companies doing pilot TES around the world, we're right up, right up there with them. Yeah, competing on a global scale. And so it's a recurring question and one I like to ask every guest. Why is it, in your view, you've seen some of manufacturing in Australia and you've worked with people in your, your corner of the world who are in or around manufacturing. Why is it important that Australia have a strong manufacturing ecosystem, please? As all of these local skills um, are super important and being Newcastle-based, we're going to have a very big transition of jobs coming up. Ideally, especially in the regions, having manufacturing is very important for local economy and global economy when we're looking at exporting um, internationally. Do you have anything to plug or any final words to leave us with, perhaps? 
Uh, at MGA Thermal, we focus on the whole sustainable solution, and that's why our thermal energy storage is made from recycled materials and recyclable identifiers. And so, as you're looking at the decarbonisation going into the future, uh, just think about the full lifespan of of the products that we're consuming and if the solution is actually a decarbonisation and sustainable solution or if it fixes one problem now to leave another one later. That's everything we wanted to ask. So Arden, it's been uh, nice having you on the program. Thank you very much for joining us on AU Manufacturing Conversations. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. No worries. 